Hello and welcome for part two with Raymond. We're going to talk about advice. So when we last left off, like a like a teaser, Raymond, um, we were asking you what advice would you give? You have you've lived the life. So what advice would you give to your beautiful children? Um, and also, what's the advice you know that you give to all these leadership institutes that you're talking to and and others that you're helping and coaching? Right. Well, the uh, glad to be back. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say that the advice is really the same, uh, and that is to have a bias towards action. When you have an idea and you uh, have a, a, a something that you want to pursue, just get after it. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of just building that plane in flight. And if, if, as you start making moves, especially to the children and, and to young leaders, um, when you start. Uh, as you're going along the way, you know, you apply a, a high level of, um, of a positive attitude. You know, it's kind of the ABCs of leadership, attitude, belief, and character. And so uh, in that bias towards action, always maintain that high level of, of attitude. Um, have a belief in what it is that you're getting after, because if you believe, you can achieve. Um, and then, you know, do all things with good character. And then I guess the, the second thing I would say, and that's a bias towards action uh, and, and then embrace who you are. You know, there may be some differences between um, yourself and other people, uh, but treat them with dignity and respect. Uh, embrace who you are uh, and then be confident in who you are. And then the last thing is, you know, enjoy the journey. You know, don't think that everything is going to be over when you get to your destination, because once you get there, you may very well be like, you very well likely be looking for uh, another destination. So enjoy the journey uh, as well uh, as the final destination and the relationships that you make along the way. That's so, that's so lovely. I think that bias for action is just do something, which I I love that you said that because you just got to do something. Sometimes you, um, you get too stuck in your head mm-hmm. and you got to try and move and, and do it. Like you figure, you're like, I'm going to join the Navy. I'm going to do it. Right. Um, you could have sat there for a few more years and tried to figure things out. And, but you're like, nope, I did enough. I thought about it enough. We're going to, we're going to go do it now. And I'm going to have this bias for action. And so I appreciate that. Um, as well as your attitude, I'm going to steal from your, you know, controlling your own attitude because you can't, <laughs> You can't manage what others are going to say. And you certainly gave us examples of that. And then that character, which is so important. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw in there that, that a theme that we've talked through Raymond with you is just that importance of finding mentors and another person who believes in you and can be that sounding board. Cause it sounds like you had, again, starting with mom and grandma, but so many people throughout your career who really helped you and mentored you? What are some of those um, maybe qualities in a, in a mentor that people should look for since you've had such good ones? Right. And, and, and I'll say this too, Carrie, is that there, there were some droughts in there. And, and so Mm -hmm. the importance of having um, that, you know, your attitude determines your altitude, right? So with that positive uh, attitude, even when there are no, uh, mentors there to help, then you can still, you know, press towards your beliefs. Uh, I would say when looking uh, at mentors, th- th- because that's someone who is who is not necessarily um, looking to kind of give you, um, you know, the ABCs and one, two, threes of, of being successful. Um, a, a mentor, as I discuss them, is someone uh, who does levy that measure of belief in you uh, and then create a measure of, of synergy 
for you to gain momentum and get going towards whatever that goal may be. So uh, someone who is a person of integrity, someone who has a measure uh, of courage and is not someone who is going to bow down under a high measure of pressure, Um, someone who is absolutely going to tell you the truth and help you work your way through um, the the hard facts of whatever those goals may be. Because Admiral Howard once told someone, you know, look, just because you want to doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. And so to have a, a mentor who can give it to you straight um, and, and talk to you that you have empowered, you know, to speak truth to power and that's to you. So those are the, the some of the high level qualities that I would look for uh, and I would encourage and do encourage others uh, to look for when it comes to mentorship. Mm, thank you for that. I think it's this is definitely a theme that we've heard throughout the the podcast we've, we've recorded is that importance of that person and finding that person. And I think that person needs to be truthful. And so we joke, who's going to tell you have spinach in your teeth? Right. Right. Lots of people won't tell you. Um, They just let you have it in your whole lunchtime and no one tells you you have spinach in your teeth. You need that person. That's your mentor. Like you said, speaking truth. What? um, Okay. So now we couldn't get to this because we were joking with Raymond. We could have like, you know, seven hours of of talks with Raymond. (laughs) Okay. So now I got to ask who you've met so many people. Oh, yeah. Someone that really surprised you. Either you thought they were going to be like, look, and you're like, oh my God, this person's amazing. Or I know the other way, you won't say it. <laughs> um, the, you thought the person would be amazing. They were horrible. But like, there's someone who was just so surprising that you're like, wow, that's interesting. I never thought that person would kind of be like this. Who is your biggest surprise who you met? So the, uh, you're right. I met a gang of people. Uh, when, I joined the, when I joined the Navy, I was, um, that, uh, Ronald Reagan was the president. And I met every president up to uh, President Obama, by the way. Um, the one who just kind of caught me off guard and I was like, you're like a regular dude was, uh, W Bush, um, the opportunity to go to his, um, um, his final award, his final recognition as president over at, uh, the, um, at Fort Myers right there near Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, and it was just like a super you know, quick exchange. And you know, he, he was being lauded, like you can imagine, you know, the pompous circumstance goes along with all that. Yeah. Uh, and I just happened, you know, to to be behind, you know, the security and was just said, hey, how you doing? And he was like, hey, Master Chief. And I was surprised he knew my rank. And he said, um, how's it going? And we just had kind of like two dudes talking for a super quick second. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? So yeah, he would. I would say W. Bush was the person who caught me off guard the most when it comes down to who I thought would be down to earth. You know, the I folks, like that. Yeah. Who caught you off guard? And I think you're. I mean, you must have had some kind of out of body experience when you think, "Am I talking to the president of what? the United?" Like as a real, like what? Huh? Like what? <laughs> I I'll tell you a super duper quick story, if I may. That is that when I, when President Obama was elected uh, or getting ready to have the ceremony and so forth, my nieces asked me, hey, are you going to get a chance to meet the president? I was like, what? You mean, is he going to get to meet me? I said, <laughs> I've met everybody. You know, I've been the Navy at the time, been the Navy 24 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I've done all these things. That dude said a speech. Y'all elected him. And yeah, is he going to get to meet me is the question. <laughs> so she tells my, my cousin, she's like, Uncle Raymond said, is he going to get to meet him? Well, sure enough, I'm selected as the Armed Forces Inauguration Committee member, blah, blah, blah. I met him a bunch of 
time, went to the children's inaugural, you know, so on and so forth. So, so uh, you know, meeting people, um, I think has a lot to do with the, you know, the vibes that you emit. And, yes. You know, and I have, I think that attitude piece, attitude, altitude is real. Believing, and achieving is real and doing all things in goodness and in order are, are real as well. Yeah. But, President Obama is pretty down there. He has small hands, but he was cool. <laughs> I love I love that the nieces are like, so Uncle Raymond, like he, the president gets to meet him. Like right. it totally twisted where there people at school are like, stop it right now. It's oh, That's funny. What um Kelly, when you've met all the presidents and you know, I'm just joking. Um mm-hmm. And uh, presidents of companies Kelly's met, uh, really boring compared to Raymond's. But I was thinking, Kelly, Raymond has such a good aura to use our good Southern California term of just the aura because people want to talk to you and, and be kind of real with you. What other kind of thoughts do you have on on Raymond's stories and his advice for, for today's podcast? I'd be curious to find out, Raymond, you know, curious the question around the someone surprising that you were, that surprised you, uh, that you met during your tenure in the military. What was one of the things that surprised you about being in the military in general? Because mm-hmm. I, I have an idea or a conception of what it must be like, the routine, the structure, the right. people yelling at you, all that good stuff. But what, what is it that surprised you the most that, um, that you maybe didn't anticipate realizing well, or discovering? You know, I, I, I didn't have much advice going into the going in and I didn't know many people uh, who had been in the Navy and I had an uncle who had served uh, and I, and I wanted to be like him in, in and in a different, on a different day. I'll talk about, you know, why that was, but uh, what kind of surprised me towards the end of my career was the measure, uh, the amount of discrimination that was still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, now I told you the story of, of how I joined and I was in, I was a leader in the Navy when we brought women on board ships for the first time. That was pretty difficult. Uh, I was a leader in the Navy when we went to don't ask, don't tell and the repeal of don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. And so I've led my way through some tough times, but what was surprising to me, particularly towards the end is how there was still a very low number uh, of women and minorities in high ranking positions. And, you know, there's some science behind why women don't serve uh, an extended amount of time in the Navy when it comes down to wanting to have families and things like that. Um, and the misogyny uh, that still goes on throughout the ranks, regardless of the pay grade and professions. And so um, that caught me off guard, I, I, I will admit. And, and when I realized it, because I had been saying, oh, the Navy's a meritocracy. If you work hard, you can make it, so on and so forth. And I believed that just deep, deep in my heart. And then when I got to the rank where uh, I was responsible for selecting people to go into various different places or part of a board uh, that was selecting people, it was then. uh, And as the the inspector general for the Navy and sailor programs, then it was then that I was able to really see that there was still, you know, some boxing out that was uh, taking place um, and people were not are not uh, getting selected into some of the the higher positions. And that was a bit disappointing um, though. It appears there's a high, you know, there's been, you know, great advances being made or, or I should say advances being made. The fact of the matter is there's still some uh, 
some overcoming that has to, to take place. Well, I just think about how fortunate the military in particular, the Navy was to have you in its, in its um, leadership because people like you, I would think were probably very few to come by um, your, your resilience, your ability to take situations that, you know, um, are incredibly difficult and find meaning through it and find a way to persevere. Um, I would imagine that there were a lot of people, a lot of, um, people who either reported to you directly or, or maybe even indirectly who found you to be someone that they could trust, that they could, you know, go to when they had questions to be that mentor that was discussed earlier. So I, 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 I think that you probably impacted and changed and shaped many people's lives as a result of your presence in, in the military and the Navy. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I, 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 I was taught long ago that there'll be occasions where you plant trees that bear fruit that you'll never taste. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't resent that. I, I know that there is a, there's not there's great value in treating people with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. You know, there's great value in doing your absolute best because someone's always watching or in the Navy, we would say someone you're always on parade. Someone mm-hmm. is always watching and not because they're watching, but because it's the right thing to do is what mm-hmm. I hope to inspire other leaders to do in and, and now out of the Navy. Well, I mean, your story is one that's truly inspirational. Um, I can't help but want to thank your mother and grandmother for having raised such a great person as you and for um, being so open to sharing your story with us um, in, in all of its glory um, and, and for being so honest with us and candid in your experiences and how you've overcome a lot of the um, unfortunate uh, discrimination that you received, but how you turned out to be someone who stayed 33 years and was the longest um, serving Black member of the U.S. Navy. I mean, just amazing, amazing story. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much, Raymond. And if you would like to connect with Raymond, which we certainly hope you will do, um, you can connect with him on LinkedIn. We'll make sure to include his information as well um, as his email address um, and his website for his company, KempLeadership.com. So we we look forward to Uh, all of you listening and and enjoying our conversation today. Again, Raymond, thank you so much for taking the time to share your um, incredibly powerful story with us. We're, We're very grateful to you. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you, Carrie. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abraci Group. Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.